Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Plants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly. Like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Thank goodness. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from... iTink Studios right here in Santa Monica, California. Yes. And today, Ed, you know what? What? With all this tension I feel in the air, I think it's time for everyone to just... Relax and loosen up. That's right. Loosen up with the crabby mystic sister Mary Leah Hill. The carefree approach in any endeavor is the shortcut to success. Choosing to trust that whatever the concern, God is on it, makes us flexible, free, and enthusiastic. And during the second segment, sister Mary Leah Hill, a.k.a. the crabby mystic, she's also the author of the upcoming book, Complaints of the Saints. Perfect. And uh, she's going to sneak out of the convent to share today's daily word, which is playful. Ah. Ah. And uh, before we get into the three breaths, I'm going to read this from um, Celebrate Yourself by Eric Butterworth. This is what inspired our breaths. He says, though you may have been struggling to achieve or acquire something within yourself, here's here's the kicker. You already have it. Stop trying to get it and just let it. Relax. Let go of tension, stress, and strain. Know your oneness in God. Feel the life, substance, and intelligence of God streaming into you from all sides. Dwell in the glorious feeling that the universe is involved in you as nature is in a flower. It is the ceaseless longing of the Creator to fulfill its divine pattern of the Christ in and as you. Take heart. The whole universe is on your side. You can achieve. You can succeed. You can overcome. This is what the Bible says. This is what Jesus is about. What do you got? You reached for Marianne Williamson. <laughs> it has a crush on Marianne Williamson. Like a bat out of heaven. What do you got there? <laughs> Man. Well, because I can't believe um, what you said goes... I just read this this morning. You ready? Wow. It goes right along it. As an, expre- as an expression of do- divine perfection, the universe is both self-organizing and self-correcting. Yes. So it goes on to say that, like it's saying in that book, like in all of them, that uh, when we surrender our thoughts to God, he uplifts our thoughts, 
then our experiences change. Yeah, once there's some people who refer to that as the law of adjustment. We've talked about that on a past episode. It's when we're out of whack, we got to relax. Oh, like relax. The, the harmony of the universe is flowing, will pull us back into alignment. It's yes. we don't realize that it's our own. It's our own missteps that are keeping us out of alignment. And sometimes we, rather than relax and surrender into God, into the, the loving universe, we think we, some reason, I tend to like uh, impulsively want to double down yeah. on whatever it is I'm already doing that's not working. So this show is all about loosening up. Well, that goes perfect with our breaths. But also, that was the first thing we learned in rescue swimming while I was in the Coast Guard. Yeah. Is... If you relax, you will not sink. Right. But if you start trying to, yes, it's like panicking, trying to keep yourself afloat. Yes. Then you're. That's when you're gonna have trouble. Yeah, it really is amazing. You'll drown, just like now. You know, just like we're saying in thought. When I start thinking, I gotta get myself out of this predicament. I'm actually drowning. Right. You know what happens is. When you listen to the stories of a lot of the people who not only achieve success, but are actually happily successful, not just struggling and, you know, like, because you hear a ton of stories about people who struggle and fight, you know, they get the yes. success and they lose it. But but there's the people who are actually happily successful. Yes. It's always comes, a lot of times it comes about in ways that astonish them, right? Like, yes, I didn't see that coming. I was doing this. I decided to do that. One thing led to another. I, I met this person. I never thought I'd be doing this. You know, like that yes. type of. Uh, loosen up, relax, flow, not trying to, because there's other people, sure, they get some measure of success, and I could feel this within myself, and they clutch it, you know, and it ends up being our undoing in one way or another, and you have to let it go in the end. Well, and it's all, all that is a form of fear, and That's I'm right. not trusting That's that, right. this, that this universe and God is love and kind, and it's always adjusting for the better, and yeah. And when I forget that, uh, that's why it's called losing it. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I lost the... my mind, lost its connection yes. with what's the great reality, and then I start panicking. Yes. 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 And that's it's funny. Uh, Wayne Dyer comes to my mind a long time ago. I heard him say this. I'm sure he's not the first person who said it, but for some reason that's what's popping up in my head. He said, talking about how when we're born. This amazing thing happens. The baby develops in the womb, and it's the whole thing's a miracle. And then as humans, like this is a good metaphor for life. Yes. The thing is born, and then all of a sudden it's like we t like that we can forget about God and go, oh, I'll take it from here. I need to do all this by myself. You yes. know, like you can forget that this whole thing is a miracle that we're even here. And this is the joy of this is what saves Daryl and I. We couldn't if this was like a push self will type oh. type way of being we'd be done we we failed miserably doing it that way that's why we're here yes uh, in a lot of ways but we realized like wow cuz what it, what used to be is i wanted something but my inner beliefs didn't even believe i was worthy of it yes. or i could have it Whoa, what is that a helicopter flying by so yeah so i would struggle against my own oh my goodness that's a loud helicopter that sounds interesting. All right, let's send love to that helicopter. Anyway, well, I used to want something and I didn't believe I was worthy of it and I would try really hard to get it and it would be my undoing. Now, I think about it like God's the one who puts these desires in our hearts. So if we cooperate with God, we're going to get there in ways that don't kill us, yes. actually uplift us and bless a whole lot of other people in the process. Yes, it's the law of least effort. Yeah, non-resistance. The law of non-resistance, yes. Yes, yes. So let's take a deep breath to clear our minds here. 
Ah. I stopped trying to get it. I just let it and forget it. Ah. Ah. I stopped trying to get it. I just let it and forget it. Ah. Ah. How about this? I stopped trying trying to get it. it. I just, just let, let it and forget, forget it. it. Ah. Ah, the yeah, Butterworth says the greatest prayer in the universe is the most effective prayer is let it be. That's why in the Bible in Genesis, let it be good. There, he let God let there be light. Just let. These things want to happen. You know why those angels can fly so high? Why? Because they don't take themselves or life too seriously. Correct. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Those are beautiful angels. Thank you, angels. And uh, let's see. Daryl's going to start us Ooh. off, I believe, with an Emmett Fox reading that actually inspired our title and our description for today. It's called yeah. Loosen Up. And by the way, DarylAndEd.com is our website. We have a reading list. You can go there and order the books we read. From you know, uh, various sources, online yeah. sources. There's, you'd be surprised how cheap these books are, and how much good you get out of them. We always recommend a morning routine. Read inspired books that are easy and uplift you. Yeah. Spend some time quietly meditating and reconnecting with your inner sense of connection with God, and then affirming positive things. You can. They might make your uh, what Daryl calls his best guess at what God has in store for him that day, right? Or, yeah, as a to-do list. That's yeah. what I refer to it as because. That way, it takes my grip. I loosen my grip, and I'm, I'm in my mind, opening my mind to instead of thinking I gotta like throw on my helmet, yeah, and race out the the door to do battle and accomplish things. Yeah. Rather by just referring to your to do list, right, as my best attempt of guessing what God's will is for me today. Yes. That way, it allows me to be flexible because sometimes those unexpected seemingly inconveniences are actually shortcuts to where I originally wanted to go, but didn't realize it because I was digging because I, you know, like I said, like we're, this whole show is about loosening up just really means loosening up my, from my fearful control. That's right. That's right. It's like driving. You don't, you're sitting there holding on to the wheel so tense. And it's like, you know, you get, you become short-sighted. You don't even see what's going on around you. It doesn't take that much if you relax, like Matthew McConaughey in that movie, <laughs> uh, the, the days to confuse, enjoy your car, enjoy the road, enjoy life. Everything turns out all right, all right, all right. Well, yeah, because the car's engine does the work. I That's don't right. To, I don't have to drive the car. That's right. I think I think maybe Matthew McConaughey was based on Jesus's character because if he would have driven a muscle car in the 70s, he would have relaxed into the seat. Well, you know, it's funny. It dawned on me one day I was driving and I realized, <laughs> wait a minute, all these cars, these are just like gas-powered electric chairs with radios. Yeah, I've noticed <laughs> the same thing before. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I'm just in a gas-powered electric chair with wait, a radio. Wait, when you say electric chair, what I mean, not uh, electric. <laughs> I was like, wait, a wheelchair. Wheel a wheelchair. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes in the LA traffic, it feels like that. <laughs> I love the fact that it's like an old time. I remember when the electric chair. 
No, I guess I've, I've had that same it's thought. I know he's saying something. I know it's spiritual. This goes hand in hand with like we need to loosen up as human beings. Like oh my god, we're getting in cars that is a gas-powered wheelchair that has stereo, air conditioning. We can drive through, roll down our window, and then someone will hand us hamburgers. I know. Like we can do. Our lives are so ridiculously good, and I feel like we need to spend more time relaxing, loosening up, and appreciating. This is the perfect time to say one of the speaking about this, (laughs) saying things that way. This last week. I do these little videos on the local public art because no one's outside, right? Yeah. So I want to stay in. If you go to at Fuzaro on Instagram, you'll see what he's talking about. They're amazing. Uh, our our friend actor Stephen Tom Thorpe does the uh, camera. camera work for them, and they just they just get better and better all the time. So I, basically, what I do is I highlight the local public art in downtown Culver City. Yes. And the other day, because uh, you know, I'll usually wind it up with some either revelation i personally had based on the piece or yeah or like it like something swarmy you know positive about it no no so, it's, it's delightful yeah, yeah it's, it's a little like, positive tie-in like reminding you don't to don't always give into your first impression you know like your first judgment of something like yes. don't judge the book by its cover because you might miss out on something wonderful so ed as a joke without even realizing that's true yes so ed makes a joke he goes oh what are you are you because we rib each other throughout the day via text messages. Yes. So he says, oh, are you out today at uh, Lassie's, at the Golden Fire Hydrant, which was Lassie's first uh, urinal? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, and I, I said, and from now on, you should lick a thing. And like, like the more like the crocodile hunter. Yeah, yeah, get, get in there. Yeah, get in there get and it. lick that and lick that taste of fame. So wait a minute. Little did Ed know, there's a Golden Fire hydrant, no kidding, in Culver City. Yes, and right I, by the Starbucks we always go to. Yeah, and I had seen it many times, and it's on the list of public art. It's functioning fire hydrant that's golden. Right. But it's a drab description. It's basically a gift from the California Water Company, right. Golden State Water Company, for the hundred-year anniversary of the town Culver City. So I'm going, yeah, ah, this is this isn't really exciting. Right. So then when Ed said that thing about Lassie. I was able to go, wait a minute, that's a great way to tie in in to do a little humor. Like, you know, I know the gossip around town is that this golden fire hydrant was Lassie's first ensuite, which makes perfect sense because MGM Studios is just a block away from it. Right. And then I say, but that's not true. The truth is. But the joke is what led to inspiration and so much of what we're talking about. When we loosen up, we become receptive to what God is saying to yes. us, to what the universe, to what our inspiration, which guides us in ways, you know, people call it intuitive hunches, leads that, that we would never rationally be able to figure out. But, no. But we couldn't, ra- if when we really step back far enough, we couldn't rationally figure out any of this. This no. is all an amazing adventure we're on. And it's so nice to loosen up and remember that there is a loving hand guiding us behind the scenes. So... Speaking of Loosen Up, this is from April 11th and Around the Year with Emmett Fox, and it says, The carefree approach in any endeavor is the shortcut to success. Yes. In music, in sport, in study, in business life, many people fail or advance very slowly because they make hard work of it. Yes. And like we said on the show, whenever I'm making hard work, 
is because I'm starting to sniff around fear. I'm starting to right, think, oh, this has got to be perfect, right, right, or right. I'm never really going to be good at this. Right. Treat your work as fun. Regard the difficulties as part of the game. Laugh off the annoyances. This, of course, is the real difference between work and play. Take it easy. Loosen up. And the Bible quote is, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11, verse 30. Now, I used to think yoke meant the inside of an egg, even when I read it in the Bible. Ah. I'm sure uh, our guest is going to enjoy that I thought that. Right. But it wasn't until later on when you start to learn what these words meant in the King James English at the time and what right. they really referring to in a yoke, I learned, is that heavy wooden right. iron an ox. that they put over an ox to pull the cart. Right. So he's saying, let go of that. Right. My yoke is easy. I don't put all this on my back. Right. And then things just will work out for you. Trust yes. me. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've been experienced. <laughs> Jesus is basically, basically saying, don't listen to them. Just trust me. That's right. That's, you know, I've been going through uh, in the process of, well, I mean, I've just been experiencing the process of my hip healing from surgery. They put some pins in there. Um, and uh, the message I've been getting and experiencing is that God does the healing. God does the healing. Um, so even when we're doing this mental work, like, uh, you yes. know, like redirecting our mind with, my, I'm redirecting my mind with affirmations. It's easy for me to start to think that me, like, affirming and praying is like the, actually what's healing the bone rather than it's me cooperating with it's just yeah. those my those these prayers these positive affirmations just to remind me that the captain is on the bridge that god is doing the healing that i don't have to stress about it and that when i the less i stress the more i just let you know because within me there is something that is healing my body naturally and the, the less stress yes. i feel the more it just works yes and i was thinking about Ed this morning, and then a song, the, the lyrics to a song that I don't particularly love, but the line, the one line, I just changed one word, and it felt so good. I shared it with Ed, and it's, I've got a peaceful, healing feeling, because it's yeah. the feeling that it's healing. Just saying that, right, right. I have a peaceful, easy feeling, clicks yeah. my mind over to cooperating with it, because I start to feel like, yeah. Let, dude, let me read this real quick because yes. I'm going to reorder this. Goodie. I'm going to reorder this because this goes right along with This is an effective way of prayer by Ernest Holmes, not Ernest no. Holmes, Emmett Fox, and Find and Use Your Inner Power. I highly recommend this book, Find and Use Your Inner Power. It's all one to two page readings, mostly one page. This one's called Spiritual Sunbathing. In many cases, the best form of prayer is just to think about God and his presence within you. The quiet contemplation of God is simply to enjoy the presence of without attempting, so to speak, to do anything with it. Because anyone who's been in stress and in fear, doubt, you know, the harder you try to pray, the worse it feels sometimes. Yes. This is letting you off the hook, particularly if you are emotionally disturbed about something or when you are worried about a number of different problems. The gentle but persistent preoccupation with the great creative mind will restore your inner peace and open the way to victory. We need to learn to relax spiritually as well as physically. We easily forget that it is the power of God that solves our problems and not our own efforts and making uh, in the making of our prayers. Sunbathing offers an excellent analogy here. Yes. In sunbathing, you expose the skin to the solar rays, and then you relax and leave it to the sun to do the rest. You would never think of trying to help the sun. You would never think of trying to rub the sunbeams into your skin. 
nor would you strain upward in an endeavor to get nearer to the sun, for instance. You relax quietly and have perfect faith that the sun will do its work. In meditating on the presence of God, the same quiet, relaxed, confident attitude will bring the same inevitable result. You know what? We should follow it up with that because these th- that goes much better. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, yeah. What I'm referring to is a reading by Alan Cohen from A Deep Breath of Life. What, what date was that? Dude? It was uh, close to now, the 19th. Oh, that's right. Okay, thank you. All right, so it's called Let It Be Easy. This is so good, This is folks. from Deep Breath of Life. We read this every morning. We recommend it as part of your morning routine. Life was never meant to be a struggle, says Stuart Wilde. A friend of mine invited author Arnold Patton to participate in a project she was sponsoring. After considering the invitation, Arnold told her, I don't think I'll be part of this venture. When I try the idea on for size, it feels like a struggle for me. My life is about ease. My life is about ease. Now there is a powerful affirmation. Imagine how much more joyful and creative you would be if you refused to participate in anything that was a struggle and relaxed into what you're doing so that it became a dance instead of drudgery. You might end up living heaven on earth. Whenever you feel a sense of strain, ask yourself this question. How would I be doing it differently if I were willing to let it be easy? Let it be easy means honoring your aliveness, acting from the place in you where life is meaningful and releasing any notion that you must participate in activities that deaden you. When you proceed from joy rather than rote obligation, you will have so much more creative energy and health that you will be infinitely more powerful to manifest the life you choose and serve others in the process. It says, I magnify peace as I do what I love. Wow, I'm so glad you read that again because it actually helped remind me of this without reading this to me just yesterday. Yes. Because I was feeling all those things. I felt like it was road obligation. Right. I should but, do but it. So Daryl got an invitation via the text message. Tell, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, someone that. had heard me uh, speak somewhere. Yeah, gave a truth talk. Yes, and thoroughly enjoyed it. And there was a lot of question and answer. It was very positive. Mm-hmm. I felt really alive and good about it all. Yeah, so they were very excited to get you in there to talk to their group. Yeah, so she was very complimentary and said, I'd love you to talk to this group. And it was via Zoom. And it was for this Saturday at 3 o'clock California time because it was a New York organization. So I said, sounds great, because my wife is working from home on Saturday. Our friend uh, Stephen Tom Thorpe said, hey, you could do it from my place, which is just a block or two from my home. Yes. And I said, fantastic. Let's do it. So uh, she was very flattered that I said yes. And then she said, oh, uh, by the way, our uh, organization requires that you wear a suit and tie. Yes. And I, and I happened to be there when Daryl received that message. And I was like, Ugh. I could tell it was like, okay. I, just, I could just feel like that is not something that would be fun or Daryl or inspiring or like, well, you know, it would be a struggle. It's starting to feel like dogma. Like, but, but then there was a part of me felt well obligated. Well, I should do this because they did ask and, Right, but, and then there's but, a party that feels like cursing it and this and that. Yeah, but that's exactly what Arnold Patton and Cohen are talking about in this yeah. reading. And it didn't feel like ease. And then Ed woke me out of my hypnotic state by saying, no, there's no way in the middle of July in Los Angeles you're going to get in a suit right. and go over to Steve's to sit in front of a laptop. Right. And I went, yeah, you're right, that's insanity. So I just responded politely yeah you know and that's why it's always good to have a friend around who's living by these principles right because they'll never give you bad advice and so with ed's help i just basically said thank you but i know i appreciate your group's uh, guidelines guidelines 
So, uh, I, however, said, I don't wear a suit. Yeah, I don't wear a suit. So, um, but I'm sure you'll find a fantastic speaker. Right. And because it was done and let go with love, like Arnold Patton and not shaming her in any way, just saying my side. Right. She was very, she said, okay, great. No problem. She actually texted later and said, I talked with the organization. They said, oh, it's not a suit, just jacket and tie. And I said, well, I said, all I have is pullovers. And mind you, I dress very nice. Right, right. I'm just not a car salesman in real life or an attorney. So I don't wear suits. I draw cartoons, for God's sakes. So uh, I said, I have pullovers and polos, but no uh, jackets and ties. And she said, no problem at all. I thought I'd try again. And when I'm uh, chairing somewhere else, you'll be the first person I reach out to. So it was a very positive thing, and it let me off the hook. And it built a nice relationship yes. based on like being Honesty. authentic and yes. sincere. You know, I did. I had to tell this quick story before we go to yes. break because it's all about loosening up. Because we don't realize that when we laugh about something, it's an indicator that our soul is like, yes. So like, you might be wondering who Stephen Tom Thorpe is. He's actually. Um, so we had a guest on our show, Stephen Sidlow, an actor here in Los Angeles, and he, we've mentioned him many times. So we were getting ready. Where were we? Oh, we were getting ready for a show with Tom Thorpe, and that actually it was that very show. And then Tom was our friend who's a minister at the uni, uh, Unity of Independence, right? Yes, and, and he also has a show on Unity Online Radio. Discovering Eric Butterworth in the archives. Anyway, he was he had to go on duty uh, with Silent Unity at that time. The hours were shifting and everything, so he wasn't able to do the show. So in my phone where I make notes and stuff and get ready for the upcoming show before I email it to myself to make the script, I accidentally wrote in there, actor Stephen Tom Thorpe. No, I, I put yeah. that was going to be the guest because Stephen Sidlow was going to replace Tom, Tom Thorpe. Thorpe. But I read that and I go, wow, that's like a real actor name. And we all started laughing. And next, long story short, now Stephen Sidlow has been using Stephen Tom Thorpe as his stage name. Well, because his last name is spelled, it's Polish, it's got Z's and Y's. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. look like, it doesn't look it's just like Sidlow. It can create a little bit of dissonance in your mind because it's just not easy you know, it doesn't yes. roll off your tongue. You might say, you might pronounce it incorrectly. So Stephen Tom Thorpe were like, that's an actor name. So he readily accepts it as yes, and he felt so high about it. Let me tell you, folks, we're in the middle of a where everyone's saying there's no work and this and that. Yeah, yeah. This guy, as soon as he switched to Stephen Tom Thorpe with this renewed joy and laughter about right. it all, he's gotten four auditions this week. You know, self tapes right. are called from home. He's got one callback already, and he's sitting on one for Disney that he's going to be That's doing incredible. soon. So you got to go with these joyful things, man. It, I mean, you can't lose with the stuff we use. That's right. Loosen up, everybody, because coming up next, Sister Mary Leah Hill, a.k.a. the Krabby Mystic, sneaks out of the convent to share today's daily word, which is playful. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unity. 
You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. Hey, welcome back to Funniest Thing. Today's show is called Loosen Up with the Krabby Mystic sister, Mary Leah Hill. And to kick off the segment, Daryl has a great definition of the word enthusiasm because yes. we need to loosen up to actually tap into our enthusiasm. Otherwise, we work on self-will and grind it out. And, you know, we become not nice to the people around us. It's just too much work. When we're well, enthusiastic and relaxed, man, good things happen. Yeah, and it doesn't work. And a har- enthusiasm harnesses way more power than self-will or anger or whatever that is. And then I'm going to read the definition so we all have another idea what enthusiasm means. And this is from The Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes. It's a big old tome, but uh, it's something nice to have around. Okay. Enthusiasm. It has been called the fortune teller of life. Yes. Enthusiasm is compelling and sweeps everything before it. The root word from which we get enthusiasm actually means inspired. And one truly filled with enthusiasm is like one inspired as if possessed with a divine power, which one actually is. That's right. And just quickly, uh, one of the things that because I haven't been able to put weight on my right foot or very much weight because they, don't, they didn't want any compression to occur between the, on the bone that's being healed. And so I was meditating on that word compression. And like, you know, like just what does that mean inside? What What is like the mental equivalent of that on the inside? And I realized when we relax, we decompress. Oh, yes. We let go. So I was realizing relaxing is the key here. And then I thought about how when you send a file and it becomes too compressed because um, through the computer, through the computer, when you try, when you open it, if it's too compressed, it doesn't, if it's a song, it doesn't sound good. If it's a movie, it's grainy. The details are lacking. It lags. It's not even worth watching or listening to sometimes. And so I realized like when we get too compressed, our life feels, starts to feel small and we forget yes. about the beauty of it and the details of it. And the way, the thing that, the reason why files get compressed is there's not enough bandwidth or what, you know, like right. for that, for that file to travel along. So when we relax and meditate and loosen up, we open up, we, you know, we increase our bandwidth so that God, so that inspiration, so that life can flow through us. And then the file of our life and these inspired ideas get, are decompressed and they're just vast. And we realize, you know, cause when we're thinking small, we're t- uptight. We don't remember that we have so many friends, so many wonderful experiences to bank on. So many times when we've gotten through experiences like this or worse and come out on the other side like, wow, we made it. So that's why it's important to decompress and relax and loosen up. And what, this is a perfect time to remind people that the, uh, ha- having this faith allows us to let joy be the compass and not be quick to discount joy. Right. You know, it says joy is the strength of the Lord. And Stephen Tom Thorpe's example, he is a perfect example. Is he could have easily said, no, guys, this is serious. This is my acting we're talking right. about. But that wasn't joy. 
And that was fear. All right. Is that really how we want to spend our life? No, this is serious. No, instead of enjoying stop it. making fun. Or I could have been like, Ed, stop making fun of me doing these videos saying this about Right, that. right. But when we're quick to jump on board with joy, we're actually jumping. We're putting our hand in the hand of God. Right. Because he wasn't getting all the. It's not a coincidence that after he changes the name to Stephen Tom Thorpe, the floodgates open. With auditions yeah, you that, that came to him. Laughter and joy. It's incredible. Opens up the bandwidth. Opens up the channel between us and God. And yeah. So because God can send us the same file, the same idea. If we're uptight, we think, oh, I'm not good enough for that. It becomes something painful because we're resisting the flow of life. The same file arrives. It could, if we're uptight, it's. It's, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. I'm going to have to work hard. Or like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to work hard. And I'm going to push anyone oh. out of the way. But if we're relaxed and loose and in the flow and, and our joy is an indicator that we're doing that, we receive the whole vision, which includes, don't worry, Ed. This is who you are. You're a, you're a child of God. You are a divine expression. Anything you need to achieve this and to experience this will be provided yes we don't have to struggle for it yes anytime i catch myself becoming serious i remind myself that seriousness is just fear pretending to be a grown-up all right let's thank our listeners because i know sister Marilyn hill is going to help us loosen up in a minute here let's thank our listeners thank you for tuning into funniest thing with daryl and ed listening sharing what's working for you any questions you have if you want to get in contact with us or or see anything that we do or listen to the you know, to the show or videos, you can go to DarylAndEd.com, D-A-R-R-E-L-L and Ed.com. There's a reading list. There's everything you need there. You can also contact us through the contact form. You can send us an email. We want to hear from you. If you want to read the Daily Word with us, send us a line. You can also mail us something, a parcel post, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Like I said, go to DarylAndEd.com. Let's thank our chief engineer, Man, this guy, Jeff Carver, makes us sound so good. He makes every show on this network sound good. He does more than you'll than any credit he'll ever receive for Unity Online Radio. But he does have a theme song. That's right. Because each week, he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. Buzz in the tower. He almost knocked Daryl's coffee right off the table. All right. Shout out to Message of Hope. They provide free spiritual material to those in need. We love the blind or visually impaired community, which the Message of Hope serves, including in schools and institutions. If you want to support their ministry or access their resources, call 866-421-3066. Shout out to the prayer line, 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729. They also have an app, the letter U, the word pray. It's free. We recommend getting it because you can use that to even call the prayer line if you want to, but it's a great way to loosen up. When you're in like a uh, when you're in a compressed uptight state, if you just hearing someone else pray from God, from a knowing that all was well, reminds our own mind, our subconscious mind kind of loosens up and let's go, okay, I can do this. I don't have to do it all on my own. This is not meant to be a struggle or hard work. This is meant to be a joyous expression. That's what Jesus was about, the joy. Like he said, like, he said, like, something to the effect of, like, you know, John the Baptist was like, came and sang a dirge and look what you did to him. And now I came and tried to encourage you to be joyful. 
And look what you're doing to me. You're like, what, what's it going to take to get people to wake up to well, the joy? Yeah, he said, just let it and forget it. That's right. So let's see. Coming up on the Daily Word segment. If you want to read the Daily Word, go to DarylNed.com. At the bottom of our page, the Daily Word is there. It refreshes every day. You can click on it to order it. Or read it for free. Yeah, or read it for free. We read it every day. I was just talking to my friend Richard Johnson, whose grandmother, Fanny Johnson, read it to him in the 50s. It's, it was good then. It's just as good now. It's part of our morning routine, and we love to bring in guests to help us read and discuss it. Today, we have the author of Complaints of the Saints, which is coming out uh, August 9th, was it? Or the 6th? 6th. August 6th. And um, her name is Sister Mary Leah Hill. She is the crabby, known as the crabby mystic. She's at the crabby mystic on Instagram. This is a hip sister, if she has a handle on Instagram. Yes. She insisted we put out there. <laughs> anyway, sneak, coming straight from the convent in Boston, the da- one of the daughters of St. Paul, Sister Mary Leah Hill. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for asking. Oh, my God, man. We, we, oh, we think about you fondly all the time, finally. We can relate, someone we can re- relate to uh, who's a nun. What could be better? And now the <laughs> listeners get to say, oh, thank God, these guys are going to finally shut up. I know. Thank God I had yeah. to coffee. <laughs> yeah. I had to use all the coffee in my brain to get through all those thanking everybody just so we could get to you. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you, uh, before you, do you want to tell us a little bit about why did you call your book Complaints of the Saints? Yes. We want to know Oh, that. yeah. Oh, well, because to me, complaints is one of the most normal human reactions. Mm-hmm. You know, every, everybody complains. And saints, were, as we know in the New Testament, we're all saints. That's what they call the believers are saints. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the church, we have these people who are canonized they're set up as examples but all of us little people are all saints and the saints have problems all saints have problems and saints can be problems as well (laughs) (laughs) so we have plenty of reason to complain we complain about ourselves we complain about other people about happenings it's kind of very normal right Um, one of the one of the first examples i put in there is you know guess who complained mary the mother of Jesus in that beautiful incident where Jesus gets stays behind in the temple right. and they go looking for Mary and Joseph are hunting for him all over the place. And when mm. they finally hear he's in the temple, they go in there and Mary says to him, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> Why did you do this to us? You know, your father and I are going crazy looking for you. And he just says, you know, I didn't, you know, I was supposed to be there. Uh, but that's her complaining but she's complaining you know she doesn't scream and yell at him but it's a, it's a complaint nonetheless you know he caused great grief to his parents he didn't tell them he was a typical teenager he didn't say he was going to do this or ask right. permission <laughs> so they right. you know both of them are complaining the picture joseph is probably giving an earful to the teachers in the temple you know <laughs> right. why did you detain my boy you know, <laughs> but, you know, there's lots, there's all kinds of reasons. It's just, we always find ourselves complaining. And the, the trick is, and the reason why I wrote this book is because I am a complainer. I'm a crab. Uh, right. But we have to, we can't just leave it at that because Jesus wants, he says, be perfect as the heavenly father is perfect. And, right. you know, in the Bible, we find God complaining sometimes, but it's not the same thing. 
and he has very much reason to complain. Right. But we do we do things all the time. I was going to tell you, I, I was in the big cathedral in in St. Louis one day, all proud of myself because I found a seat on the side, just two seats together, where I could right. see directly into where a mass was going to take place. I was halfway down the back of the cathedral. And I'm saying to God, you know, this is a perfect place. Thank you. Now, when are you going to send the, the eight-foot-tall giants to stand in front of me? <laughs> right. And and so the music starts, the procession starts, and in come two very tall men, and they <laughs> plunk themselves right in front of me. They could have sat anywhere, but they were right in front of me, blocking my view. So I had to start laughing. I said, yes. you know, this is hysterical, God. You know, at least I know you listen to everything we say. Yes. You listen to our prayers. You, and, you know, and you can hear God chuckling to himself, you know. You said it, and I did it. You know, <laughs> you, said, you got it. But, the, <laughs> right. but we need. You were talking about being light. We need to be light, even about our defects. You know, my big defect is complaining and, you know, making comments about everything. But if I can be light about it, it helps me, and it helps other people who uh, I have to encounter or who come across my path during the day. Right. We don't have to be heavy and nasty. And if this is an inclination we have, there's not really much you can do, but try right. to convert it toward the good, toward yes. God, toward helping people. That's amazing. That, I, yeah, that's awesome. Because I was thinking how, you know, Daryl's from New Jersey, so he's got an inclination, inclination toward complaining. I was uh, <laughs> through my family in the station wagon when I was five years old and drove us out to California because I wanted to be yeah. a surfer. But um you know, I, so I still have complaining in my blood, too, because I think there's something in the East Coast where they can combine complaining and lightness with laughter in a way yeah. that on the West Coast, I think people sometimes get a little stuffy, and especially people spiritual. You know, we don't want we want we try to be perfect, but it's what Daryl calls pack. I mean, I'm sure other people have called it, too, packing the musket. We don't want to pack the musket, like you said, and... <laughs> Like think like oh we better not let God know because God knows we're complaining whether we're saying it or sure. not, right. Oh, yeah. I like the way yeah. you saying it's okay to complain like to let it come up and admit we're human because our rational mind never recognizes what God's doing like like Jesus and Mary I mean Jesus and Joseph I mean Mary and Joseph excuse me they don't recognize yeah. what in that moment what the Father has in mind so of course their rational mind's going where's Jesus man like we're yeah. Looking so that's why I feel like when you're describing, I said, Oh, yeah, that's the way my rational mind it's trying to figure out what's going on. It doesn't always know that God has the perfect plan in store, so it's you know, it's what else I realized they were probably the first when they finally saw him in the church to utter the words with this sort of tone. (laughs) They probably went, Jesus Christ. I'm glad that you, awesome. <laughs> that you um, used the word, you know, our defects, our defects, our defective character is used a lot right. as a, uh, yeah. in 12-step in groups. And people, because reco- recovering from alcoholism or addiction, right? one of the mm-hmm. most prominent and applicable methods to recovery is through Alcoholics Anonymous, yes. which, which is based on spiritual Principles and Completely. one, yeah, and it talks about exactly what you said. We don't 
nobody, this is a quote I read in a magazine article, yeah, nobody right. is transformed through belittling and shame, and mm. including me, because I wouldn't. I wouldn't take these mistakes lightly and I would get mad at myself and say, come on, you got to do better. But you can't whip yourself into a better place. Right. And yeah. what you said is is great to reinforce because I also remind people when they go, they talk about these defects as if they're like a tumor that won't go away. <laughs> and I remind them, wait a minute, we're using the word defect. We're talking about defective ways of thinking, believing, and behaving that that get in the way of me living successfully. Right. Which, and when I mean hmm. successfully, I mean by all the principles that are suggested by Jesus and all the great spiritual people, you know, being kind to others, right. believing in my higher self, the God within, the God above, right. believing in that, and Doing my best to be my best, the best image of myself in each moment. And letting in the things that God has for us yes. to support us. Because when we uh, when we dig into these defects, we take ourselves out of a place of receptivity to what yes. God is. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, when you're saying this defects, it's, it's such a relief because, you know, like, I've heard one of the, like, something to think about with, the fact that Jesus was born in a manger is that the uh, Jesus, the Christ within us is born in the very places that we think it are, wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. be. Yes. We may call it a defect, but if we love that part of ourselves, I guarantee the people yes. around us wouldn't have us any other way yes. if we yeah. add lightness to it. Yes. Right? Like, because we laugh yeah. at you. Like, you let us, when we, we love talking to you, sister, because there's something about one, a nun. <laughs> Who admits she complains, but also shares the lightness. Like there's something inside me that goes, "Yes, I can do it too. I'm okay." (laughs) They make this accessible to the average citizen. Mm. Yes, they're not overwhelmed or intimidated. And the fact that you even refer to yourself, and I'm so grateful to have met you and know you in person. Right. That you are, in spite of your uh, nickname. (laughs) <laughs> your title your nom de plume as ed calls it in french okay <laughs> <laughs> because you know what you're you're disarming everyone right. every you're with your it's calling yourself i'm the crabby mystic and you're a nun you disarm right people who assume nuns are grumpy, that's right, mean spirited ruler wavers, right? Or and, assume that they're the other, or the other opposite, yes. or that they're not people, they're, they're just not these people, somehow perfect, holy, yes. you know, like th- like people that don't have any yes. character defects or whatever yes. you want to call it that they're working through as well. So, by oh, I'm the crabby mystic, <laughs> I'm immediately disarmed, and I'm like, yeah, oh, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> And it it works for everyone, sister. I'm so grateful we crossed paths with you. Yes. The truth. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You want to read the Daily Word now? Um, Sure. Yeah, let's read the Daily Word. Yeah, let's hear it. Speaking of play. We thought of That's why we chose this Daily Word. It reminded us of you. Oh. (laughs) Okay. It's called, I will bring, I bring a playful spirit to my day. I have the power to determine how I see the world, and the attitude I bring to my life. 
I decide to bring a joyously playful energy to my life and my relationships. I may share a joke or funny story or even a quick laugh with someone I meet. The act of play itself is an essential aspect of my life. Just as I bring my skills and energy to the work I do and the responsibilities I must meet, so too do I engage my playful nature with enthusiasm and joy. Play feeds my body, spirit, and soul. I feel light and happy when I make time to do the things that spark my creativity, challenge my mind, and exercise my body. My playful nature blesses me at every level of my being. And the book of Jeremiah tells us, out of them shall come thanksgiving and the sound of merrymakers. Ah, oh my goodness. It's so nice to hear someone calm read that instead of my own mind. (laughs) (laughs) I see things in there I didn't see this morning when I read it. Yep. Our, our time is slipping by so fast. I was just wondering if you had anything that you could share with our listeners about when you're feeling like you call it the character defect coming up, like how do you turn that over to God or like, you know, like how do you lighten Switch up over, and bring yeah. lightness to that? Well, usually um, because I live in a community, I have extra help. I live right. in a house of 70 other sisters. Right. So in case I can't break my mood myself, there's, yes. a, there's always someone else who will make a remark or something to me that lightens the mood. But for myself, I'm also, besides being crabby, I also have a very um, funny kind of sense to me. And I see mm-hmm. the ridiculous and everything. And so, you know, I can call on that as soon as I realize what I'm doing and yes. you know, kind of make a, a personal joke out of it. Or, you know, in a prayer, like, yes. you know, the Lord does listen and he does converse with us if we're ready to listen. Right. And he does yeah. it through who we are. Yes. That's, that is great. You know, what's the quote The you grow up the first time you have a... Oh, that's right. Um, Ethel Barrymore said, you really grow up the first time you laugh at yourself. Yeah, have a good laugh, laugh at, at yourself. yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, and we, we are got, kind of funny when you. <laughs> well, yes. speaking of funny and speaking well, before, of you, yeah, before we, we say goodbye, story. let's say let's let's <laughs> let people know. You can find Sister Mary Leah Hill's book, Complaints of the Saints, either at PaulineStore.com, or if you're in uh, Culver City or anywhere where there's a Pauline Books and Media, you can drop by. It's a bookstore and a convent, and you can buy the book there. We love it. We love the, the Daughters of St. Paul. We love you, Sister Mary Leah Hill. Thanks for coming on oh. and sharing your wisdom and putting it out there in this book. We love it. Oh, thank you, Daryl and Ed. God bless you both. Well, don't God leave because you. we're yeah, going to we tell a little this story is an about you. Story. We heard about what? you. The following story what? may or may not be true. We have a story about you, <laughs> although it oh. may or may not be true. <laughs> so when Sister Mary Leah Hill was in her early 20s prior to entering the convent, she was at home relaxing one evening. It was the first time she had ever lived on her own, and she she saw two burglars break into her garage. Mary quickly called the police. Please send over a car. Please send a car over. There are two burglars in my garage. I'm sorry, ma'am. We don't have any available units. Please lock your doors and remain inside. 
Young Mary calmly said, Okay. And hung up. A minute later, she called back and said, Hello. I just called regarding two burglars in my garage. Don't worry about them anymore. I just killed them both. Then she hung up and relaxed. Five minutes later, there was an ambulance and two police cars in her driveway. The police rushed into the garage and dragged the two burglars out. One of the police officers then knocked on the door. When Mary answered, the officer said, Didn't you say that you had killed two burglars in your garage? Mary smiled and replied, Yes, I did. And didn't you say that you didn't have any available units? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, here comes uh, <laughs> Mailbag. Enzo! Enzo, the FedEx feline, all the way to Tennessee. Enzo came all the way to Santa Monica to deliver this little bit. Wait, there's only one piece of mail in here. It's from Glenn Brewster from our YouTube channel. He said, you guys are awesome. Thanks for all you give to us. Hello, boys. Wait, Shirley Bassey? Yes. <laughs> Come on, let's sing a little song. It goes perfect with this show. I've been listening. Oh, boy. Well, you want to get us started here? Yeah, I lost my British accent on the way over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very different Shirley Bassey than I remember. Okay, you ready? Yes. Some people don't dance if they don't know who's singing. <laughs> Why ask your head? It's your hips that are swinging. <laughs> Life's for us. To enjoy. enjoy, woman, man, girl, girl and boy. boy, forget the pain, feel, feel the joy, and sidestep the little bits of history repeating. <laughs> Visit DarylNN.com to find easy links to everything we do, including the funniest thing. Thank you, sir, Sister Mary Leah Hill, for joining us. We love you, Jeff Comfort. And as always, thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on Unity and Online God's Radio. seen it before. And God'll see it again. <laughs> yes, God's seen it before. <laughs> Just little bits of history repeating. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 